Recorded live in the Fantasmo Lounge, high atop the Robert Franklin Building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Fantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Tonight, we're talking about one that I'm surprised we have not talked about before. <laughs> well, it's it's not very old, so, you know. Yeah, typically we talk about older grindhouse, drive-in type movies Yeah, that we love, you yes. know. But, but this this definitely ranks as a, I think it's already a cult classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is one that slipped in under the radar, you know, because it didn't play on theaters very much. Not a lot of people saw it. Probably most people saw it on Netflix or what have you. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, dark horror comedy. Yep. That is funny as hell. Yes, it really is. And it's really hard to do a good horror comedy. Yeah. You know, there's a few One of them. One that's not too. Yeah, there's a lot out there that are just cheesy. really goofy. Like, yeah. you know, the scary movie stuff has got a few gags in it, but overall they're kind of crap. You yeah, know? I don't like those. This, no. I love. Yeah, this is, it's smart. Yes. And there's a lot of subtle humor in it, and there's a lot of over the top humor in it. Yeah. But it's done. So over the top that it's it's ridiculous, but it makes it funny, right? Because it plays on that, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's done very well, indeed. The movie basically, well, first off, you got Alan Tudyk, right? From you know Firefly, Serenity, and has been in everything. Yeah, Alan Tudyk is amazing. I've I've never seen him in a role I didn't like him in. Yeah, he's, he's al- just always fun. amazing. And he's Tucker, and Dale is Tyler Labine is his name. He's been in a lot of stuff. And the other, only other two really of note are Jesse Moss is the lead college kid and Shalane or Shalane Simmons is one of the other girls. They were both in Final Destination 3. Okay. They've done a lot of other stuff, but nothing of really, mm-hmm. that would be interest, you know, of interest to us, really. <laughs> right, right. But anyway, the, the plot of the movie is these college kids are going off to the woods. Right. To go going, camping and going on a party. Camping trip. Mm-hmm. And they... St- on the road and at a convenience store, they run into these two hillbillies who are, at first, you think, and they think they're like redneck hillbilly psychos. Yeah. And they're kind of portrayed that way until we the from camera the flips. Co- right, from the college kid's point of yeah. view. Then the camera flips and we see them talk, Tucker and Dale talking, and you realize, no, they're just a couple of morons. <laughs> They really are. <laughs> There's just a couple of kind of dumbasses just getting through life, you know. Yeah. But it's great because the way it leads leads you to think they're the typical slasher movie hillbilly psychos, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the rest of the film is the kids and Tucker and Dale running into each other in the woods, pretty yeah. much, and just by a s- series of happenstance and random. Not coincidences, but the, just the way things happen. From Tucker and Dale's point of view, it's the college kids are crazy, and they're just running rampant all around the woods. Right. And from the college kids' point of view, it looks like Tucker and Dale are trying to kill. They're trying to kill him. Yep. Yeah. So that's the that's the conflict of the film, and it's it's real simple. Yeah, and we can get into a little more in depth yeah. here, but that is that's the overall idea. Like it starts out there, you know, they're com- meet the convenience store, and then later on, Tucker and Dale. The reason they're traveling through the mountains and the woods is they have bought their cabin dream home. Yeah, a vacation home in the in the mountains, and it's just this ramshackle. It's a big shack, but it's it this is. rundown piece of shit shack. It really, oh, but they're gonna fix terrible. all that up, 
and they've yeah. got the property all around it. Yeah, they're they're handy folks. They're gonna they're gonna fix yeah. it up and make it their, their vacation, their vacation dream, dream home. home. And they're very excited about it. They look forward to going out there, vacation and yeah. fishing and whatever. But it's all falling apart, and pieces of the roof fall in on them, and you know all kinds of stuff. But uh, <laughs> so the kids are out there, and of course the lead guy tells the kids a urban myth, ghost story about rednecks in the woods killing a bunch of teenagers 20 years ago right in this location in this very location <laughs> and it gets night and says hey let's go skinny dipping and like okay so they they all go to down to the lake or river there and go skinny dipping well tucker and dale are gonna do some night fishing and they're and their, their, their they end vacation up being, home is yeah. right across from yeah. the cabin or from the uh so, the campsite yeah so they're they're near them and one of the girls is up on a rock starting to take off her clothes and she gets down to her bra and underwear and then she turns around and sees them and they all they both they she screams and they scream and she slips and falls and hits her head and falls in the water so they go over there to try to rescue her right because she's unconscious yeah. in the water drowning and they're gonna save her and they get her in the boat and then some of the other kids see them and they start screaming and they're like and dale or tucker says hey we got your friend trying to let them know that they saved her but but it looks like he's like ah, we got your friend oh god they got Allison. <laughs> and like, oh my God, they've got her. They're going to kill her. <laughs> and I think, I can't remember for sure, but I think maybe you could tell that she was unconscious. Well, you could definitely tell she was unconscious, but you might be able to see that her head was bleeding because yeah. she hit her head. I and she's remember. in her bra and underwear, so they yeah. think the worst. <laughs> so something happened. The kids run away or something. Anyway, Tucker yeah, they Dale, take off. They take her back to the shack and put her to bed and fix her wound. And, and then... Uh, that's how you you really see about Tucker Dale the next morning. She's starting to wake up, looking around like, where is she? And then Dale has lovingly made her toast and bacon and made her breakfast and He's has got a, flower. a little flower in a vase. Yeah, and he walks in with it and he goes, "I made you." She oh, she starts screaming and look at panic, and he starts screaming and goes, oh, "Oh my god! Oh, you don't like bacon? Oh, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! <laughs> <laughs> it's the bacon! I'm sorry! <laughs> I can make you something else." <laughs> And then she kind of calms down after he's saying yeah. that, like, okay, he's freaking out about the bacon. I guess he's an all right guy. Yeah. And then she slowly starts to see how they really are and gets to know, and starts to kind of like Dale a little bit. And this is just a couple of hours in the course of the yeah the story. And she's, you know, because she's still dizzy and trying to recover with her head. And they're like, well, we'll get you back to your friends whenever you... And she says, well, you know, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, yeah whatever. So like they, Dale and, and she sit down and start playing a board game. Yeah. Like a trivia board game. And it turns out Dale is, is super good at this yeah. trivia board well, he game. Says, he's like got he's, a mind like a trap. Yeah. He says, I'm not very smart, but I remember what I'm told. Yeah. It's like yeah. he has a photographic memory. Yeah. But he's not an intelligent guy. But anything he somebody tells him, he remembers. So. Yeah. And that's just little funny things. Yeah. Then when the kills start happening, it gets hilarious. One of the first, one of my favorite ones, the first one, is the the teenagers are they're coming to get their friend. So yeah, they, they found out where up, they are. They're watching the cabin, and Tucker is behind the cabin. He's gonna chainsaw some of the brush behind the cabin. Yeah. Well, he starts the chainsaw and he cuts into a beehive. Right. And the bees start swarming him. And he starts waving the chainsaw around. And he's freaking and, out and, and running. He's like, bees, bees. Ah! He's trying to get away from it. And he runs around the front of the cabin swinging the chainsaw all around his head. And the teenagers have crept up close. And they're like, ah! And they start freaking out running. And he's running it towards them. It looks like he's running at him with a chainsaw. Yeah, but he's just trying to get the bees away. And he's <laughs> they split up. But he starts running 
like behind this one teenager and he starts passing the teenager. Yeah, he's he, gone past the teenager. And he looks now. over at him like, Why are you running? Because <laughs> he's trying to get the bees away, but the kid runs right into a tree branch just to get and impales himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. He kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> and when Dale finally comes or Tucker finally comes back and looks at it, he's like, What the hell? <laughs> he's totally baffled. Doesn't know what happened. And then Dale then Tucker walks into the, the vacation home. Of course his face is all puffy and stung. He looks ridiculous and his dialogue is hilarious. And he grabs a beer, pops it open, and just pours it all over his bee stings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It's, it really—it's just hilarious. I oh mean, yeah. it sounds completely absurd, but I'll tell you what—the delivery and watching this and seeing how yeah. it plays out is amazing. Well, it's like he's at Dale later in the day. He's starting to dig a new outhouse. Right. He's digging a big hole. Yeah. And the girl comes out there. Apparently, she she's a she college looks, sorority yeah, college chick, but apparently she was raised on a farm. Yeah, or but she doesn't. She looks like sorority college chick. She looks all yeah, preppy, kind of, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So when she like just jumps in and starts digging, yeah. Dale says, is totally taken aback. Yeah, and she says, well, "Let me do it. I used, to, you know, I've raised on a farm. I've done this kind of thing." Yeah, so, he's in love. Yeah, he gets out. <laughs> she's digging the the hole while the college kids have come back, and and they're like, "Oh my god, he's making her dig her own grave." Yeah. <laughs> Good God! But the best kill. Well, I'll save that in a minute. There's, There's a, so many. Yeah. The, well, no, good. The best kill is the one where. Dale is using the wood chipper. I mean, Tucker's using the wood chipper. Right. And he's throwing stuff in the wood chipper. And, one, and the college kid's like, we're going to get him. And the one comes running after him with a knife. And he, and he goes, ah. And as he gets, of course, the noise from the wood chipper, Tucker can't hear Tucker him. Tucker hears nothing. So the guy's getting close. Tucker bends down to grab some more brush to throw in the wood chipper. The, the kid is running at him, trips, and flies into the wood chipper head first. <laughs> Tucker raises up and starts screaming like, ah, ah, and he's trying to grab his legs. He's trying to pull him out. And then he cuts the wood chipper off. He's like, you okay? In blood, he's covered in this guy's blood that's sprayed all over him. And there's like a piece of, you know, just the bottom the, half the legs of the guy. And the, and, the, and the waist. Yeah. And he, he pulls that out. and he <laughs> Finally, the college kids, somebody had gone and got the police. Yeah. They've, they've, yeah. So a sheriff or something comes up. And at, at the same time that Tucker and Dale are pulling, pulling dragging the, the legs <laughs> and the waist up. And he goes, Hello, officer. Good to see you again. Yeah. We have had a doozy of a day. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't believe it. It's college kids killing themselves all over my property. There we were. Yep. Uh, Minding our own business. Yep. Making some improvements to my new house. The new house. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these kids started killing themselves all over my property. (laughs) and the girl the girl has tried she's tried to go out and tell them you know no stop yeah these guys are not trying yeah they're not trying to hurt me but things keep happening and and what happened the cop gets killed yeah i can't even remember how he got does he go in the shack and the the board with the nail on yeah oh that's right he goes in the shack and he hits steps on a board and the board from the ceiling with a nail falls down hits him right in the forehead yeah 
And he comes out, and they're like, and the college goes, ah! you thought that they killed him, and he falls down. Trap. Then one of the college kids grabs a cop's gun and points at Tucker and Dale, and, and Dale says, Oh, you gotta take this safety off on the side there. Don't do that! And the kid shoots himself in the face. <laughs> And the rest of them are like that. I mean, you know, they. Oh, you know, I almost feel bad for anybody listening to this podcast because this is nothing but just, it's us, just laughing. us laughing. <laughs> yeah. It is that funny and that much fun. I mean, the kills are over the top and absurd, but yeah, you know, they do it to themselves. It's amazing. You know? I mean, it is done so well. It's almost unbelievable well, and how I, well this nine, is put together. I want to say about 80, 90% of it is Alan Tudyk's performance and yeah, his delivery. It is. His reactions to what happens and his, his lines, you know. Are, yeah, they're just The him pouring so beer good. on the beast things, that was ad-libbed. I'm sure it was. That was just him yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah, it is so much fun. I was doing a little research trying to find some you know, interesting facts and stuff, and there's really not a whole lot out there on it, except that it was shelved for three years after it was made. Oh, it was released. I didn't know that. And I didn't, I couldn't find a reason why. Yeah. But then it was released and it's done incredibly well. Cult follow up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been on Netflix. I don't, was it released in theaters? Uh, I, it did say it was really limited release in theaters. Because yeah. I never heard of it. Well, me either. Until it was, it was on Netflix. Yeah. And it's probably regional, you know. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I never heard a thing about it until it was on Netflix. And I think, I want to say maybe yeah. Jessica saw it and she's, said something to yeah. us about it well, and you know, we and I don't it. read the horror magazines like I used to right because there's not a whole lot of good ones out there that much and, and they don't ca- they cater all mostly the modern stuff and there's, all, there's so much of that crap out there yeah that I'm just not interested in mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'll probably miss some good ones but for 99% of the junk that gets released mm-hmm. there's one or two good ones yeah and this is one of those right it's just fantastic yeah and I keep going back to saying so much fun because I love movies that are fun, you know. Yeah. Well, and with, you know, we've for the past few podcasts, we have said with the way things are in the world right now, we've needed fun. And so we've watched yeah. quite a bit of, of comedy yeah. and things that are just lighthearted and fun recently. And when you can mix that with a little bit of, of horror, too, then, oh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. and like, best of both worlds for us. Be- excuse me, best of <laughs> both worlds for us. And like I said, you know, horror com- a good horror comedy is few and far between because there's tons of them out there. But this is right up there. This is probably in the top ten, top five. Absolutely. Horror comedies. Yeah. Oh, you know, you were saying that we just kind of glanced over the, the character or the um, actors, but yeah. the, the lead college kid, you said he was one of the, the bad guys from uh, another one we've done a podcast on, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of the gang leaders in Wolf Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's that's another obscure oh, yeah. one. So. Yeah, now that one was fun, too. And yeah, that was, was good. Like we said in that podcast, that really felt kind of like what a what you want a trauma film to be. Yeah. It had a lot of the, the trauma-type things in it, but it was really good. Yeah. Of that type of film, it was one of the best of that type of film. Yeah. And that one's got some funny elements in it, too, but it is certainly not the comedy that this is. Yeah, this is just laugh-out-loud farce. Yeah. Comedy. And it's one of, this is one of those that I will watch over and over again. Yeah. I mean, and as far as the way the, the movie is made, it's a bit of genius in itself because you can see just from watching. Now, you told, okay, I'm kind of bouncing here, but you told me when we you were looking up stuff. No, right? <laughs> you told me when you were looking up stuff that yeah. the Blu ray 
has another version of the movie on it yeah. that's from the college kids' yeah. point well, of it's view. It's not the DVD, but I'm sure it's the Blu-ray also. Now, this is why we need to buy a copy of this. Okay. Because, yeah, it said that the DVD version, you can watch the movie from the teenager's point of view, which makes Tucker and Dale look like psycho killers. Okay. And I've got to see this now. Right. Cause I, this, I think I will order it when we when we stop recording. I'll that go and order sounds a copy. good to me. Because this movie is really from Tucker and Dale's perspective. I mean, you yeah. do see the other kids. It starts out too. from their perspective. Then it right. f- flips. Yeah. It is available. Amazon, it's it's under 10 bucks for DVD. And yeah. I think the Blu-ray is twelve ninety nine. And it's still on Netflix. It's still, so there's no excuse for you not to watch this cut. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, need to go, you need to watch this movie tonight. Order <laughs> some great. pizza, get whatever you want to drink, and watch this movie and enjoy the hell out of it. Indeed. It is but so what I was what I was getting to before is that you can see clearly from Tucker and Dale's perspective how these kids are just completely absurd and insane and oh, how, yeah. how they can see that they think they're having a suicide pact yeah. to kill themselves. But then you can also see... Well, when it shows... The movie shows the both flip. sides. Yeah, yeah, you can see why the kids think that, that Tucker and Dale yeah. are psycho killers. So you've got <laughs> both sides going on here, but the way it's filmed, you can clearly make out why you think or why each of them think the way oh, they yeah. do. Yeah, and it's a great throwback to the 80s slasher killer in the woods films oh absolutely it's, it's kind of a, a tribute to that yeah you know, and they did a great a job with of it. that or what have you yeah and but there is a real horror at the end yeah true you know which i'm not gonna give away there you go usually i don't care but i'm not gonna do it this time <laughs> leave a little bit for you you to be surprised with if yeah. you don't know yeah so i mean you can watch it for free you can buy it for a couple bucks so there's no excuse you gotta see this yeah absolutely it is just hands down and One I'll of the throw best the, of its type. I watched the trailer uh, a few minutes ago before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And the trailer makes you want to watch it. Does it? Yeah, it's got some of the, the key things in it. It gives away what it's about. Okay. It doesn't lead you to think that Tucker and Dale are psychos. Oh, okay. It does let you know yeah, that it it's a Yeah, it lets you know that farce. it's a comedy. And it has some of the, the funny bits in the mm. trailer, but not everything. Yeah. And like it just shows things like just before the kid gets impaled. Yeah. Just before he jumps in the wood chipper. Gotcha. Yeah, so you know something's going to happen, but it doesn't show it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put the trailer up on the Facebook page and a bunch of pictures and things, you know, like yeah. I always do. I mean, I can't think of anything technically that stands out in this. It's, I mean, sometimes yeah. we yeah, try I mean, and talk about that type good. of the stuff. The kills are good. Yeah. They're fantastic. I believe they're all practical effects. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like... I have to go back and look again to see if it's digital, but I think it's all practical blood and mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that. Because there's nothing that, that would have to be digital in this. The kills are pretty straightforward. Yeah. The music, I don't remember anything being odd about it. Everything seemed to kind of just flow. Yeah, I mean, it was a little incidental music, but nothing that stood out. Yeah, that's yeah. Or nothing that detracted overall. Yeah, now, you know, the, you're talking about the people that are in this, though. I said the other, the two that were in Final Destination, that's about all they did. Tyler Levine has done a handful of things, mm-hmm. Dale, but Alan Tudyk. As oh, we said at the beginning, he's amazing. has done everything. I mean, he he kind of came to fame with Serenity and Firefly. Yeah. And that's where people kind of fell in love with him. But he's done dozens of cartoon voices. He's done uh, Green Arrow mm-hmm. in a lot of the DC, you know, direct uh, DVD animated features and mm-hmm. things. He did uh, the Barry Allen Flash and the Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. which was the best or my favorite DC cartoon ever. Yeah. Batman Brave and the Bowl. That's so much fun. Of course, he 
was the was it K2SO in Rogue One, the mm-hmm. robot voice. He was the robot voice in iRobot. Yep. And then <laughs> right after Firefly, he was Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. <laughs> 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 he has done dozens of other work on TV and, you know, movie one-offs and things. Yeah. I think when... Uh... He's done a lot, but I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten more notable. Yeah. When 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 he was doing Con Man, I think, in the beginning. Yeah. I never did watch all of that. I saw a little bit of it. We need to go in the ch- beginning. finish that because that was pretty fun. Yeah. Too. If I remember correctly, it was kind of a, a joke on himself that yeah. he was, you know, not getting a lot of work, right? No, not really. He was playing a guy who was a popular, a fact, uh, a real popular actor, I think, but uh-huh. is like kind of a little washed up and doing a convention circuit. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. He's not currently getting a lot of work. But I mean, he, he, at some point, took off after Con Man, I think. Because he's done so much since then, hasn't he? Yeah, but he hasn't done a lot of face stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know, leading man stuff is what yeah, I Yeah, mean. I guess that's true. Um, I mean, I could see him being not being a leading man and being a, just a character actor, but doing a lot of meaty character parts, but he hasn't really done that. He's done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. You know, and he's he's got great comic timing. Yeah, Great really delivery. Does. He's got charisma. You know, he's a pleasant guy. Yeah. You know, but uh, the industry's weird, you know. It is. He really made that robot in Rogue One, by the way. You brought that up earlier. And, you know, I think that they try to force... What was the robot that they tried to force later on in Star Wars? Oh, it was the one in the the Solo movie. I don't even remember that piece of crap. Anyway, doesn't matter. There was a robot they tried to, you know, make just as charismatic. But I'll tell you... Without Nobody Alan Tudyk, <laughs> yeah, but without Alan Tudyk voicing it, yeah. it really made a huge difference. I mean, it goes to show you. I mean, voiceover artists or voiceover actors are artists and actors every bit as. Oh, absolutely! You know, I would it, say almost more. Yeah, because that's know? all they have to work with is a voice. They yeah, don't have any body language or. Yeah, know, no facial expressions. expressions. Yeah. yeah, he's he's amazing. I love Alan Tudyk. He just does such a great job. Yeah, I'd li- I'd like to see him do some more stuff. I would too. You know. Now, you're talking horror comedies, some of the other great ones out there. Of course, the, what always gets touted as being the tip, the top, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is, it's a it's a totally different kind of horror comedy, but it is, we've, and we did a podcast on that, did that with Joe, mm-hmm. and that is one of the, the gold standard, you know, right. all-time best. There are some others out there, and there's varying degrees. Well, we did Love at First Bite, mm-hmm. which was funnier than I remember it being. Yeah, I enjoyed that you know? a lot, yeah. That's up there. I don't think that gets near enough credit. That's true. Although, you know, it's funny because you, you talk about that as a horror comedy. And indeed, it was a horror comedy. But I don't rank that in the same well, there's not as a lot this. Of horror in it. Yeah. Well, this is... this is a, It's just different. Well, it is. It's different than Emma Costello. This is more the gory horror. Yeah. 80s slasher. It's like the... In the Killer in the Woods thing. You yeah. Know. It's almost like you, you rank them as the slasher comedies and the <laughs> you know and the monster comedy yeah. it's weird that you well, I mean, would have them separate but you kind of do there's others that that just didn't make it like saturday the 14th you know richard benjamin who well you know love at first bite right he was a director actor comic actor and stuff and that just didn't yeah didn't make it didn't hold up of course he said the scary movies then there was the rip-offs of scary movies which is so weird yeah scary movie is already 
a play on other movies. So they're doing a play on a play. Yeah, and there was yeah, there's been a few of those that were ripoffs of that. But then there's the other ones that did, like Young Frankenstein. Right. Which was amazing. Amazing, which is the tip top. Yep. You know. But then and Mel Brooks comes back with Dead and Loving It. Which is <laughs> not. Not. Which is a shame because I love Mel Brooks and most everything he's done. But that just did not fire on all cylinders. And it should have, but it just didn't. Yeah, there's lots of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody has any good suggestions for horror comedies that we're blanking on right now, yeah. feel free to drop us a line. And maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do a podcast at some point on just an overview of horror comedies. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know, we'll have to watch a lot of them between now and <laughs> Oh, darn. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so drop us a line with some with a list, whatever your favorites yeah. are. Yeah, give us some ideas. That would be awesome. And we'll you do some watching and some talking. Do that on the <laughs> Facebook page, or you can send it to the email address. Phantasmoad at gmail.com. Phantasmode, all one word, at gmail.com. Or, yeah, just be, post a, on the Facebook page. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hey, it's free. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That way we have a, a good list. Well, I think this is going to be kind of a short one because I don't, you know, there's not really much else to say about this. No, there's not. I, I think know, it's it's just it's us laughing good, at a wonderful movie. Yeah, and yeah it's one we just highly recommend watching, especially now if you need a good laugh and you like horror. Check it out. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the glut of movies that have come out in recent years, this is a shining star. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is. And then watch it, come back and tell us how much you enjoyed it because uh, I, yeah. I know you're going to. Exactly. Well, that's about all I got. How about you? I think that's all we got. All we right. have one thing left to do. One thing left to do, and that's play The World Revolves Around Planet of the Apes. So Phyllis is going to give me something or somebody from this movie, and I am going to connect them back to the original Planet of the Apes in a few steps because the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. All right. I can't decide if you need to do Alan Tudyk or one of the lesser knowns, but we've never done Alan Tudyk and that's going to be easy. I mean, I think I can do Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do this game very well because I'm not good at it. All right. So I think you have to do both of the lead actors. Oh, okay. All right, so start with Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk was the voice of the robot in Rogue One, K2SO. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peter Cushing appears in that via computer-generated simulation. Mm-hmm. Peter Cushing, uh, there's a ton of different ways you can go with Peter Cushing, but Peter Cushing was in Frankenstein Created Woman with, I believe, Susan Denberg, mm-hmm. who was one of Harry Mudd's women on the original Star Trek, and Mark Leonard was Serac in a lot of episodes of the original Star Trek, and he was also Urko on the Planet of the Apes TV series. I don't know if that really counts because technology produced Peter Cushing isn't really Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. He wasn't actually there. Well, neither was Alan Tudyk. If you want to go that way, it was just his voice. <laughs> that was Alan Tudyk. All right, well, fine. Can you take him a different way? Alan Tudyk a different way? Yeah. Okay. I sure can. Alan Tudyk was on Firefly with Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion was in Dracula 2000, <laughs> playing a priest. Yep. Christopher Plummer was in Dracula 2000, playing Van Helsing. Christopher Plummer was 
in Undiscovered Country is uh, the Klingon general. Right. And Mark Leonard played Sarak in Star Trek Planet Apes. Done indeed. All right. You want to do Tyler LeBain? Tyler, yep. Go ahead. He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> he was not. Yes, he was. What did he do? He was. He played a character. He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Look, it's on his IMDb. Idea. Look it up. Well, it's because we saw the movie only once. Huh. I did not know this. Yeah. Well, that's a really short. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Told you that was going to be short. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you have once again proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet oh, of the it Apes. Does. It does. And you could go a lot of different ways with Alan Tudyk. Yeah. You know. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. I was waiting for the Final Destination kids. Well, you want to do those too? I'll do them too. All right. We'll do them quick. Okay. Well, you take both of them to Final Destination. Okay. Okay. Final Destination 3. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in Final Destination 3. Mm-hmm. You take her to Black Christmas mm-hmm. with Andrea Martin, which goes back to the original Black Christmas with John Saxon. Ah. <laughs> and John Saxon has been in every goddamn thing. <laughs> but if you take John Saxon back to, oh, what was that movie I was just thinking of? Battle Beyond the Stars. Mm-hmm. Morgan Woodward's in that. And Morgan Woodward was on an episode of the Planet Apes TV show. Well, already then. <laughs> Everything revolves around Planet of the Apes. It does. It does. <laughs> Everything does. All right. Very good. I guess that's about it. That's it. That's all I got. Till next time. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night.